We'll begin this morning with uh, chanting the refuges and precepts together. And for those of you who have uh, decided that you'd like to undertake the eight precepts, you can uh, formally enter into that by chanting those this morning. I did want to say just another couple of words about this uh, choice and the decision about uh, whether or not to undertake the eight precepts. And and he did speak about yesterday. And clearly the main one that will uh, have a, a really noticeable impact on your life here will be the uh, precept to not eat after the midday meal. And we can sometimes get the idea that, um, you know, real yogis are on the eight precepts. and That's something we're, we really should do or uh, so that there's some um, extra encouragement to, uh, to undertake this. And um, I just want to say that for some people, not eating in the afternoon is actually not a good thing. It's either not healthy. Um, there's there's reasons why for for health reasons for staying more in a more balanced state. That having something to eat in the evening is actually uh, a wiser choice. So I want to remove anything that might feel um, like a a pressure. But if you're interested, for some people it can be uh, really a great support uh, and an interesting exploration to uh, let go of the evening meal. And um, this, this precept is held differently in different traditions. You know, in some uh, places in uh, Burma, for example, clear uh, sweet drinks like uh, uh, the kind of clear juices that are served here and sometimes a hard sugar candy is allowed in other places. Uh, soy milk, uh, non-dairy milks can be used uh, in tea and things like that. So, um, so there's a there's it's um, you know there's a little bit there's some differences in interpretation of it, and we um, don't have a it's always this way here. Um, really, for you to decide on that, and you could say, well, no solid food uh, would be <clears throat> perhaps your decision with that. And for those who um, who signed up on the, the sheet yesterday. I asked that it be put back out in case some of you didn't sign up. It's been, they've been crossed out and anyone who already signed up, uh, that's fine. But if you uh, did not put a check mark there for being on the eight precepts on the sheet, please do that uh, this morning if you're um, undertaking that uh, training. <coughs> So we'll chant this all together now. And those on the five precepts can uh, stop after five and then come back in for the the ending part. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. 
Bhudang Saranga Chami Dhammang Saranga Chami Sanghang Saranga Chami Dutiampi Bhudang Saranga Chami Dutiampi Dhammang Saranga Chami Dutiampi Sanghang Saranga Chami Tatiampi Budang Saranga Chami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranga Chami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranga Chami Banati Pata Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adina Dana Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrahmacharya Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Musawada Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Sura Meraya Majapamadatana Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Nacha Gita Vadita Visukadasana Malaganda Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanathana Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Ucha Sayana Mahasayana Oe Ramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Idame silam magapalanyanasa pachayo hotu and sadhu three times. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Notice where your attention is right now. And just as the body is resting on the earth in whatever posture you may be in, you can allow this quality of mindful awareness to rest within the body. And the body rests on the earth because that's the nature of things. We don't have to hold it down or grip it onto the earth. It rests there because that's the nature of things. (coughs) Excuse me. In the same way, the awareness can rest within the body. We don't have to force or push or grip it there. 
Just allow it to rest there in this gentle, natural way. It's awareness of the whole body sitting. Or simply the knowing that there is a body. Might even have a light whisper of these words, there is a body in the mind. Like a framework for experience. This degree of simplicity is always available. This simple knowing, the body sitting. And take a moment and just let the attention gently move through the body just for a short time. Perhaps starting with the top of the head, the area of the forehead and the eyes. Let the eyes be soft in the eye sockets. Nothing we need to look around at. Eyes may be open, may be closed. They can rest. A soft gaze internally or externally. Feeling the back and sides of the head, the face, the area of the jaw, relaxing the jaw. Relax the tongue. Let the tongue rest in the mouth. You don't need to push the tongue against your teeth or against the roof of the mouth. Let it be soft. You may invite a slight uh, lengthening in the back of the neck. Not even a perceptible shift of posture, perhaps, but slight tucking of the chin, lengthening of the back of the necks. Bring ease there, as though one were being uh, dangling from a string that's attached to the crown of the head and the body just hanging there, relaxing the throat, shoulders dropped, ease in this part of the body, feeling the upper, middle, and lower parts of the back, the natural curves of the spine there, There's a sense of uprightness and ease. Back to your shoulders, upper arms, elbows and lower arms, the hands. Let the attention rest in the hands for a moment. Maybe both hands resting in your lap or one on on either leg. Hands touching.
Feeling the upper part of the torso, area of the chest and heart center. And through the rib cage to the belly. Let your belly be soft. Sometimes we hold tension in this part of the body that we don't really need. Not necessary to keep us sitting upright. Or standing. The hips open and easeful, the buttocks not gripped, these large muscles can relax. The upper part of the leg, front and back side of the thigh, knees, lower legs. And the feet. And coming back to a sense of the overall posture of the body. A field of changing sensations, our experience of body. And now for just a moment, opening to the experience of hearing, sounds that arise, known, sound of my voice, soft sounds here in the room, the sound of silence, and we can get a feeling, a sense of that receptive way of being. We receive the sound. We don't have to go out and grab it. It comes to us. In the same way, we can receive all experience. We don't have to go out and pounce on it. We sit quietly and nature unfolds, life unfolds. Contact at the various sensitivities, the sense doorways happens on its own. The movement of the breath within the body, light touching sensations, rising, falling, expanding, contracting movements, the breath breathing itself, naturally, easefully. Connecting with something that may be serving you as a place to begin, as a place to come back to, to establish awareness, 
inclining towards this quality of non-distraction with a gentle anchoring of the attention, not gripping it. Using it in the way and at the times when it's skillful to do so. Letting it go when that's more useful. It's a point of reference, a point of departure, you could say. Other experiences may take the attention at times. Sounds that arise. Thoughts, memories. Moods. Different kinds of mind states that may come. Sensations in the body. These things arise and they're known. And there's a simplicity in that. There's nothing we have to do about them. We don't have to latch on to them. They arise, remain, pass away as is their nature. Sensations that arise may be pleasant, may be unpleasant, they may be neither pleasant nor unpleasant. You may notice how the mind relates to these sensations. Maybe liking, enjoying of pleasant. Perhaps resistance, shrinking away from the unpleasant. Perhaps not really even noticing when it's neither of these. Awareness can know these things just as they are.
so we can relax. Settle back, rest into the quality of awareness that arises also, passes away at times, returns. Inclining towards this simple presence and seeing if we can in some way infuse that with the quality of friendliness of welcome, may find this just through our uh, willingness to meet our life just as it is, to show up for our life. This in itself is a very kind thing to do. Right in there is this quality of kindness, of friendliness. Remembering that our practice is this willingness to begin again. Over and over. And inclining always towards that which feels simple and easeful. There's nothing to struggle with. There's nothing you have to get or get rid of. No one you have to be.
I thought I'd say just a couple, a uh, few more words about um, this quality of uh, feeling tone, Vedana, which is this uh, second establishment of mindfulness. It's said, understood in this uh, tradition, in these teachings, that this quality this feeling tone, we use the word feeling, but in this case it's very specifically the unpleasant, pleasant, unpleasant, or uh, neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling that arises with any and every contact. It's understood that that is arising with uh, any contact at any of the sense doors. Now, much of the time, it's not obvious to us, it's not uh, and won't have a sense that, that that's there. It's not going to be necessarily apparent, and and it's not something to go make a big project of looking for this in every mind moment. But sometimes it's very very clear, and we tend to when it when it's strong, when they're strong, pleasant or unpleasant, especially those two, we tend to um, we tend to think that that's in the the experience, it's pleasant, it's unpleasant. We miss the fact that this is a mental arising, it's a response in the mind to these contacts. And we also tend to think that it's a fixed thing, it's always that way, but, but it's not. And um, so these things are not, they're not fixed. It's not the same for any one of us all the time, it's not the same for everybody. You know, in, in some ways, this could be obvious. I have a friend for whom um, the experience of eating a raisin is um, a very unpleasant, it's a tragic and horrible thing, especially if they happen to wind up in oatmeal. For him, this is a, a crime against nature. should not be allowed to ever happen. Now, I happen to feel that raisins and oatmeal are, are actually necessary <laughs> and that the um, oatmeal is actually rendered palatable by the presence of raisins. So we, our experience of this is, is not the same, clearly. That's a silly, obvious example, but we can see this. And there may be times also I might enjoy the first 10 or 15 raisins, but if I eat a pound of them, by the time I get to that, those last raisins, I never want to see one again. And it has shifted and it's no longer pleasant. And the, and the raisins are innocent in this case. This is an internal uh, process that's not fixed and not, doesn't always stay the same. But it's useful and the reason that it's, that, that it's one whole of these four establishes a mindful, establishments of mindfulness, the reason this uh, was given prominence, its own thing, paying attention in this way, is because of our um, deeply conditioned um, habits around this feeling. And we've, we've heard, we've talked about this at different times, we will, but um, strong, pleasant sensations tend, we tend to go towards that. 
it tends to condition wanting, grasping, that movement towards in the mind. Strong, unpleasant ones tends to condition the reverse of that either. Uh, resistance, withdrawal, or, or, um, or pushing against, trying to get rid of. And when it's neither one of these, we say neutral for shorthand, it, we tend to just not, not notice. So it, it tends to condition not seeing, spacing out, delusion, deluded states, you could say. So I wouldn't go, as I said, I wouldn't go looking for these. You know, oh, now I've got to spend all day just seeing every pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral feeling tone with contacts. But sometimes when they're strong, especially perhaps with strong, pleasant, unpleasant sensations, that can be really useful to highlight that aspect of the experience, especially uh, perhaps with unpleasant sensations, things that we would call painful, strong, painful sensations that arise in the body. Sometimes noticing, oh, it's unpleasant. Noticing the relationship to that. How does the mind respond to strong, unpleasant sensation? Be very helpful and interesting exploration. Do you have any questions this morning about anything uh, in the instructions or anything that has been said in the hall or something else?